The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast, episode number 30, recorded December 10th, 2019. With me, as always, is my good friend Michael Diaz. My name is Joe Becker. Michael, how are you this week? I'm awesome. How are you? Good, a little crazy. I feel like we're in the uh, 12 days of trailers. We had like, we got a crap ton of trailers thrown at us this week, and it's going to be some of the bulk of our show this episode. We will again talk about The Mandalorian, uh, episode five. There'll be spoilers to that. That'll be later on in the podcast. But uh, the beginning of this episode, we're going to kind of talk about all the news that's happened in terms of films that are coming out, not only um, in the summer, but uh, even a little bit after that, I believe. I'm not sure of all the release dates of everything we're going to talk about, but. A lot of things happening this week. A lot, a lot of things. things. A lot of things. So, Michael, what's your take so far on all this trailers at once? I mean, is this are they trying to cash in and everybody being home from vacations? This to me, it seems like an an odd time to put all these trailers out. It seems weird to me. Yeah, but the more I think about it, I mean, so everyone, everyone and their brother's been talking Star Wars, obviously because of the Mandalorian. And then The Last Jedi is coming, not The Last Jedi, sorry. The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. It's been Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. As it should be. Well, yes and no, yes. Um, But, you know, that's coming to an end. I mean, obviously, The Mandalorian will be back for a season two. We know that already. Uh, But, you know, the Star Wars franchise, at least the Skywalker saga, is done. And we already know they're going to take some time off, at least a couple of years, before we see Star Wars on the big screen again. So... Now's the time for companies to start their pushes for, yeah, Star Wars is gone. Here's some other things you should watch coming this summer, this spring and summer and whatnot. I think that's kind of the thing, you know. You know, it's interesting, though. There's no Marvel previews of anything. Um, We just saw Black Widow last week. That's true. That's right. I totally forgot. <laughs> and You're I'm right. sure Marvel will be completely more, wrong. Marvel... And Disney, they try not to step, uh, you know, pardon the phrase, but they try not to step on their own dick. And that's why predominantly the trailers we saw come out this week were not Marvel or Disney related. Now, there was one, uh, Free Guy, which is being put out technically by 20th Century Fox, but they got bought out. So it is now part of the Disney umbrella. But still... Everything else that we saw, we saw, we saw Free Guy, we saw The Boys season two trailer. Um, mm-hmm. do, should I mention them all, or are we just gonna? Should we reveal them as we discuss them? No, nah, let's go ahead. Just start with Free Guy. That was a that was a very good transition that you uh, created there. Free so. Guy. Uh, in ca- in case you haven't seen the trailer, I highly suggest you go and check it out. It's just it's stupid fun. It's Ryan Reynolds, and that's kind of what you expect from him. He's he's the action slash comedy star, and we're gonna get more of that. No, this is not the third Deadpool movie. Yes, we know one is coming eventually. When exactly, we don't know. But Disney would be foolish not to greenlight it. However, that said, Ryan Reynolds is on record as saying that this was one of the most fun movies he's ever done. And that includes Deadpool. 
The gist of Free Guy is that he's an NPC in a video game world and doesn't realize it. Until one day he does and decides, I'm not going to be just a background character. And, you know, there's a little bit of flavor of real uh, Ready Player One. Not so much with the 80s references, but with the open world living in a video game type thing going on. Obviously, he is not real as far as we know. Um, I'm curious as to some of his co-stars, if they're actually real people in the game or what. But the gist is, like I said, he's an NPC that decides not to just be in the background. And he jumps in and it's it's funny. It's got action. It just looks like a lot of fun. It, it looks like what we expect Ryan Reynolds' movie to look like at this point. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you kind of nailed it in terms of it. it's exactly what I expected. Like, there's nothing new here. Like, he's the same person he's been since Van Wilder. And I think he's better than that. This is just Van Wilder in a video game or whatever. It's the same sarcastic, funny. I mean, I like him a lot. But, you know, this this looks okay. I mean, I would not run out right now. As of that preview, it looks fun. I would not run out and see this. It would. It's not something, it's not a must-see for me. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I think the, I think the premise is interesting. If you play anybody plays video games and understands what an NPC is, and you know, kind of taking your own life in your own hands, and he's this background character and had enough. And it could be a great movie. I don't want to knock it, but I'm just not seeing anything new or different from Ryan Reynolds. And I, I think he's probably better than that. But oh yeah, you know, I think he is. But I mean, this- it feels like a, like like they're trying to do Jumanji again in a different way. And Jumanji is very good. You're talking about the latest Jumanji with The Rock and with... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jumanji it was very guy. good. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, the first one was very good. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I never watched it. I had no interest. Yeah, it's it's, it's very, very good. Really? Two varies. Okay, now, mm-hmm. now I got to check it out. Because I have to admit, unless it is a Fast and Furious movie, The Rock puts out a lot of shitty movies. Like a lot, and you can oh, even you can yeah. even argue that the Fast and Furious movies are shitty, and I really can't. That's what I was going to say. I really can't defend <laughs> yes, that. Say no, no, no. I I know we're more of geek uh, focused, but I, I'm going to just say right now, I love the Fast and Furious series. I don't take them seriously, and I think that's why coming, I, yeah. I, I just have fun with them. It's become a thing with me and my brother and 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 Shaley, my partner, where we we go to the movies. And we, we watch them and we laugh at them, maybe not with them sometimes. And it's over the top and it's stupid and we know it's stupid and we just, we have a good time. So other than that, though, I mean, come on, The Rock did Rampage. He did Skyscraper. God, he does a lot of shit. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And that's what I expected Jumanji. But obviously it made a boatload of money because they quick made a second one. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't know if the second one's going to be good, but this one was very good. You should see it. In your All time. right. Anyways. Back to, you know, Ryan Reynolds. I just don't, I just don't, uh, it, it could be interesting. I'm going to wait till people see it. And if it, if it catches my fancy, you know, great. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think so I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it. Well, yeah, I don't think I'm going to necessarily run out and see it day one either. So it looks fun. Yeah, it does. But what looks even more fun is the boys too. Chicken <laughs> season. Yes. I mean, can anything, you know, I don't know if I've seen a TV show that other than the Mandalorian right now that um, 
is like, I need to get this out now. Like it needs to come out now. You know, I agree. In fact, I think I mentioned when we did our brief review of the boys that it is, in my opinion, the best comic book TV show that I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way. I know you're also, you were a fan of many of the Marvel shows. I mean, I grant you Daredevil was fantastic. Daredevil is my favorite to date. I, I mean, we, we people can go listen to our boys' review. I mean, I loved it, but you know, there's there's things that I we won't get into here. But I it doesn't mean I don't you know I'm can't wait to see this thing. Well, I, mean, I think maybe, you know even getting even deeper into these characters, I think will even be better. So in you case, know? just in case you are listening to our podcast and you have not seen the boys season one, real quick, it's basically if the Justice League and the Avengers were real. But they also had a PR firm and the MCU was real as well in that these heroes actually made those movies. So they made money, you know, making movies, but then also dealt with celebrity and all that comes with it. You know, we're talking the drug use. We're talking the um, sexual assault. We're talking, you know, just celebrity as it is, just staying in the public eye. It's that versus a bunch of regular humans that want to bring them down. Well, mostly regular. Right. And it's violent. It is violent. And some might even say it's gratuitous at times. And I wouldn't argue that it isn't. But I think it's meant to be to make his point. So the trailer for season two really didn't show us a lot. No. Other than violence. (laughs) It's called. Yeah, it's called an official teaser trailer. So it's just a a beginning. Right. And it's violent. I mean, if if this had movie rating type trailers. This would be a red band trailer. For sure. I mean, it is just violent. But if you've see, seen season one, you expect that. And I'm curious as to where the story is going to go, because it really kind of left things on a cliffhanger in season one. So seeing the trailer already has me very geeked that I I was I I squeed when I saw that it had leaked. And I went <laughs> online to watch it and saw that it had already been pulled. Because Amazon was going to release or release a bit, do a huge release the next day. You know, I only had to wait 24 hours, but I was like, oh, I missed it. But then I saw it the next day. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's so like Homelander coming on there first is he's just scary. It's if Superman was Lecter in a way. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Superman and, without conscience. Yeah, and it's really like his just seeing him come on screen, like he just comes into focus and kind of flies down. And he's you know he's covered in blood and uh, looking sad, but he it's man, he's just a kind of a frightening dude. Like the guy's playing him really, really well. Oh, fantastic! I agree with you a hundred percent. So much looking forward to that. I mean, Amazon, thank you so much. You know, I pay for you know getting my packages in two days, and I get this on the side. So anybody that doesn't really pay for Amazon prime. I don't, I don't, I don't know who doesn't anymore, but I know people, some people man. balk at the price and it is, it is expensive. It's over what? It's like $119 now. Yeah. Something like that. But when you get all the streaming with it, you get, you know, for the record, we're not endorsed by Amazon in any way. We're no. not going to get any compensation. I'm just saying uh, at first you bought, in fact, if like, you're Disney plus or Netflix and want us to endorse you over Amazon, give us a call. <laughs> we can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I, I got it for the two-day free shipping, shipping, which helps a lot. I mean, it, Christmas itself basically pays for itself right there. 
the two day shipping. Oh, I know. I don't. I don't have to shop. Exactly. But then you get all this video content. You get music, and then you also get free books. So, yeah. Not that you know, like I said once again, we don't get any compensation from Amazon. I'm just talking about why I like it. But you get the boys, and I think it's worth it's worth the money. This it's a great show. Season two looks like it's going to be very interesting, just based off of that. I mean, the, our favorite characters are back. Looks like a couple new ones. Now, I could be wrong, and I can't remember. Giancarlo Esposito is not in season one, is he? Because he's in season two. He is, and let me tell you, you put Giancarlo Esposito in anything, and he instantly makes it better. Right, but he, was he in season one? No, he was not. He was not okay. I, thought, I don't I, I didn't recall think so. him being. Unless, I don't recall him. I don't recall. I don't I think he. I don't know if there was any cameo shots, or I don't remember if he was. Uh, he wasn't the CEO, was he? I, I know they referenced the CEO. Oh, maybe he did. Yes, he was the last shot. That's, That's right. what it was. He, he was right. in the last, yeah, in the last episode, in one of those last few scenes. So obviously, he's going to have a bigger role. Like he makes everything better. Like. When they sh- showed the Mandalorian trailer and showed him in a shot as a, as an um, some kind of yeah. Imperial Girl, officer moth. or moth, thank you. He was a moth, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yes! Because basically I want him to be Gus, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's I liked him from Do the Right Thing, but uh, he's been around that long for me anyways. he was He's just very, very well, you're good. you're much, much older than him. Very good actor. You're much older than him. Extremely, extremely. <laughs> almost a you know, whole generation. <laughs> but yes, yes, he wasn't do the right thing. But I always think of him, you know, because the thing that you know most recently put him on the map was Breaking Bad. And now, now to be right. fair, he seems to be replaying that character in whatever role he's in now. But I don't care; it's so good. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Then, what came out? I almost uh, we're burying the lead. We're gonna, we'll talk about the lead preview in a minute, but. What came out yesterday out of the blue was Ghostbusters. Yeah, I didn't hear any buzz. That they didn't make any announcement. At least, if they did, I missed it. I didn't expect a preview, you know, a trailer to be coming out. Did you? No, no, not at all. Um, it's it's uh, it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Paul Rudd's in it. Um, I don't even know the full list of. Uh, I should IMDb that while we're talking, but oh, they got that Finn um, kid, whatever his name is, Finn from Stranger Things. Well, that was the whole point. I mean, the trailer looks great, or it looks interesting. It's it really piqued my interest. I'm not I'm not going to lie at all, but I did think like, geez, you just it feels very much like Stranger Things, at least from this particular. Oh yeah, pre preview. Now, now the story could be completely different than that, but from this preview. That's what it feels like. Well, the problem is not the problem. Sorry, it's not a problem. But Stranger Things is a love letter to all. It's a love letter to Spielberg and Stephen King and Lucas and everything '80s. So now we have a movie coming out that's a love letter to a movie from the '80s. So it's going to have a little bit of that flavor, and you know, putting Finn in it. Well, is uh, when you have the same person in it, and you have two another kid, Egon's grandchild i think i, I, what they yeah, said. I think it's his granddaughter and you've got you know what i mean you've got kids so right now so yeah the, the comparisons to stranger things are going to be made that said i think this is the exact right direction to do a sequel to a movie that's over 30 years old 35 years old at this point i realized there was a ghostbusters 2 
I think everyone would just as soon forget that there was a Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They should. I was wondering where you stood on that, because sometimes you and I disagree vehemently, so. No. Usually we're both, when something's bad, we're both pretty on the spot. You're just a little more, you're tougher than I am on what I think, you know. <laughs> I, it's decent. You, you you just kill it, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, if they're going to bring Ghostbusters back, now that I have not seen the reboot with the, the the women Ghostbusters, I don't have a problem with the fact that they're women. I, you know, I just never got around to watching it. You know, I heard right. I've heard mixed messages on that one, so maybe I need to actually sit down and watch that. But this one, no, you don't. Oh, is that bad? Huh? No, it's terrible. <laughs> it has nothing to do with them being women. I could care less. It's just bad. It's just poorly written. It's not. It's right. not fun. Just put it clear. We're not. Yeah. We're not Gamer Gate or Comics Gate type guys. I think both. I mean. Personally, I identify as a feminist. I don't know about you, Joe, but I don't pick sides. Okay, we're all the same. Okay, that's, well, I wasn't picking a side. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not misogynists. We're definitely not that. So we're not. Joe's picking on the movie, and I was hesitant. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It's just uh, didn't get a lot it's of good bad. reviews. So yeah, you know, you've seen it. I haven't. So, but this movie. This looks like the way you should bring it back because it's not a reboot. It's a continuation, but it's not just another, hey, we're in New York fighting ghosts again. No, it's, right. it's a whole new yeah, thing. Yeah, it's in a, a rural town. Paul Rudd actually looks like the straight guy. Like, he doesn't look like he's wacky or anything crazy. He's just a teacher. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there. I, I guess, you know, Bill Murray's supposed to be in it. Annie Potts is supposed to be in it. Sigourney Weaver is supposed to be in it. Dan Aykroyd. Now, Ernie Hudson as well. What they do, we don't know. They're probably not going to show that for a while. Uh, are they cameos? Are they new? Are they back? Are they are the kids going to be the new thing? You know, we don't know. Um, but it's a lot like Stranger Things. You know, the synopsis says, you know, a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town. They begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. So... We shall see. Looks good. It does look it looks good. good. I'm 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 in. I'm 100 in. But the thing is, too, is what's good about that preview is I watched that whole preview and I was brought in, and they didn't even show anything of the old one. Like they didn't show me a character. There was no nostalgia. There in that is a preview. huge hint to Slimer. Huge hint. Right. Like you see a portion of Slimer, but you don't see all of them. Right. And all. But you don't see Bill Murray. You don't see anybody else. You know what I no. mean? Like they could have. There was no, you know, Chewie were home moment, as we would say, in this preview yet, um, but it, it pulled me in for sure. There is a hint. There is also a reference that possibly one of the, the demon dogs is back. Yeah. But again, there was a slight just hints. But you're I'm I am glad that they didn't show any of the original stars because I think that would have pulled me out of it. Maybe it depends on how they've done it, but I think it's interesting the way they did it. I don't see. Um, oh, my gosh. What's his name from Strange Brew? Well, Rick, Rick, Rick Moranis is retired. Yeah. Oh, he won't come out at all? Um, That's, there's been some well, rumblings. I, I, like you talk to him. <laughs> well, no, I don't talk to him. Hey, but every once yeah. in a while, I'm like, whatever happened to him? Because I know he retired. Uh, I believe his yeah. wife got sick. I didn't know that. He, oh. His wife got sick and he decided to spend time with his kids and realized, you know what? I have no desire to go back into it. I've heard. I've read a few articles over the years that there are rumblings every now and then that he's considering coming back. And 
who knows? Maybe he will yeah. at some point, but um, I would not expect him in this film. You know, the sad part is Harold Ramis was not with us, and uh, he was one of my favorites, um, especially in that movie. Agreed. And uh, it's a shame. I'm sure they'll do something um, around that. Obviously, it's his granddaughter. So, And ironically, or coincidentally, it's written by Jason Reitman and directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who was the director of the original and partly writer. I Correct. Believe. So it's almost like Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> with, I, the Kasdan, yep, with the Kasdan, father and yep, son team. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, let's hope. Um, let's hope. Ivan Reitman is a producer, though. Right. So I'm his hoping money, his money is better it. than Solo. Not I like Solo. We're clear on that. But obviously, Disney was not happy how it performed. Hopefully, right. this does better. So let's go to one of the final trailers that we saw. That is the final trailer that I'm, I can bring up anyways. And that is Wonder Woman 1984. Now, Michael, I'm going to let you begin this one because I'm I'll just let you begin. What's your thoughts? My first thought is we are definitely no longer in the Schneider verse. Um, Zack Schneider has basically been, I wouldn't say the Kevin Feige of the DC universe, but he has been one of the, you know, he's got a producer credit on everything that's come out ever since he kicked it off with Man of Steel. And one of my big complaints about Man of Steel, let's not, I'm not going to get into the whole Superman doesn't kill thing. I'm not, talking about that but i found his his comic book movies to be joyless and uh, muted in color marvel gets it they've got characters that sometimes wear bright colors and sometimes they don't but the marvel doesn't have a problem embracing the comic bookiness of some of it i mean they're not you know we're not seeing super bright gaudy spandex costumes but you know mm-hmm. We get that they're superheroes, but they're not, let's put it this way. They're not the X-Men costumes that were in the first X movie where they basically just wore black because they didn't want to admit there was a superhero movie. Superman, oh God, he doesn't look like Superman. I mean, I get that it's basically the same costume, but it's so dark, you know? I didn't mind the costume. It's just the way they lit it and colored post. That too. Post. It was all in post. Right. The costume was fine. Well, the costume could have been brighter too. I wanted, I wanted the Christopher Reeve bright red, bright yellow, yellow Superman. Uh, I didn't. I wanted something new. I don't know if I wanted this, but well, we needed something new. So that said, Diana is much more colorful. It's not super bright in your face comic booky, but if you see a picture of Wonder Woman, Diana, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call. In the first movie versus this movie, yeah, it's much colors different. The color is much brighter and more vibrant, and it it fits the tone of her movie better. So I like that, and so that was my first takeaway: is that there's there's more color now. Part of it is also too, which we saw in this last season of Stranger Things. It's very eighties. Mm-hmm. It's very eighties. So there's pops of color and neon everywhere. I'm not against that. I'm a child of the eighties. You know, I'm okay with that. But I thought the trailer looked badass. What do you think? Well. I I feel like your response is less exuberant. (laughs) I felt I felt 100 percent meh. Really? Wow. You really like what? What is it? Like, I don't. Why is Steve back? I don't. That's a waste. That's just to get him back in the movie. So there's going to be some shoehorned writing into this nonsense. There's already hints to that in the trailer. 
No, I know. It's not hints. He's in it. No, 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 no. So the the big bad is Maxwell Lord. Right. Which played by the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's right. Which that excites Pablo me a lot. Pascal. Yes. Yes. So do you know anything about Maxwell Lord? I don't. So he, so maybe you, this will bring me back around to liking it because I didn't see anything new. I saw Kristen Wiig, who's going to be Cheetah. Okay, she's going to have some kind of uh, nemesis, which every superhero has their equal opposite reaction. So that will be Cheetah, yep, right? Yep. Is that her name? Yep, Cheetah. That's exactly that um, correct. So, um, you know, I like Kristen Wiig a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think it's tough for some people probably to grasp her, but I think she's really good. Um, I love her in comedy, but she can do drama very well. Oh, she can do drama really well. See the, she she did something with Bill Hader, sister, which, Oh my God. That was, I mean, that was a dark fucking movie. Yes. But she can do drama. So we know she can do, we know she can do comedy. You know, she can do drama. Can she now throw an action? Let's see. I'm, I'm eager. I, I, I don't have much doubt in her pulling it off. But okay, so tell me about about the villain then. So Maxwell Lord, um, he he didn't he didn't really become a bad guy until the two thousands, but he's been around since the eighties in DC. In fact, he's the reason. So after Crisis on Infinite Earths, the comic version, um, that's what we need to talk oh, about. That God, was what I was going to write. The first really two. We have so much time. <laughs> but anyway, so Crisis okay. on Infinite. Well, we will touch on that tonight, though. We'll touch on that tonight because I just saw episode two okay. as well. So. so Crisis on Infinite Earths, the comics in the eighties, you know, rebooted the DC universe, yada yada yada. And so Justice League came back just as Justice League, and the team was reformed by Maxwell Lord. He was kind of the overseer hmm. of the team, and he was a good guy for a long time, or maybe if not. 100%. He wasn't like, you know, sheriff and white good guy. He had some secrets of his own, but it wasn't until sometime in the 2000s where they turned him into a bad guy. And cuz he has he's got mental powers and he can make people do what he wants. Not quite to the level of the purple man that we saw in um Jessica Jones, but something akin to that. At least that's how he okay. is in the comics. He can give you suggestions and push you in the way that he wants you to go. Now in the trailer that you already made a reference to, he had some kind of crystal or some kind of object of some sort where it said it can give you whatever you want. And now it's, you know, now I want blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Okay. Then. All right. So obviously I haven't seen the movie. I haven't heard any spoilers or anything. I have to believe that somehow that is tied into Steve coming back. Because I, whatever this MacGuffin is, you know, it can give you whatever you want. Obviously, they showed, you know, here's Diana still, still lamenting Steve, you know, 80, what, 70 years later. Mm-hmm. And if she wants him enough and this new object, that's how I'm thinking he gets brought into the current time. So. It's a MacGuffin, no question, but if it ties well into the story, I can accept it, especially, I mean, not sure that they would do this, but if if in winning whatever it takes to win, you know, Wonder Woman 1984, if it means destroying this object and he has to go away again, that's even more tragic, right? Well, that's that would be the only thing I would want to happen, because it just seems like it's shoehorned and 
part of um, you didn't see it, so it's always hard to talk to you when you haven't seen Justice League, even though all these movies are coming out. And you know, there's a timeline here, and his photo and her his her loss of him is a big deal in that. So like, if he's back, like if she lost him twice, that would make it better. But if he stays to live and you know is basically seventy when you know see that Justice League happens, that would be stupid. That causes. A conundrum because Justice League happens now. This movie obviously takes pl- place in 1984. Right. So you're right. The only way this movie really works is if she loses him again. Because it has to. It has to to fit Justice League. But then again, they might already be establishing that the continuity is different. Who knows? It's hard to say. I, I just hope it, it just didn't bring me in like, holy shit, I need to see that. Um, there's some cool shots in there. I love for how she takes the the lightning. Yeah, she you know, with the, swings um, on the lightning with her last Yeah, one. which is pretty badass. Now, I know that I've read Kingdom Come, and that outfit at the end is a big deal. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if Kingdom, the golden. Come, Kingdom Come was the first time we saw that outfit or if we've seen it other times. It was for me. It was for me. Well, I don't well know anything. I'm not again. Um, but that's interesting. That's her full on battle gonna mean armor. Something. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I'm sorry you I thought it was Meg. This is see, this is different because usually, I'm usually the the downer on everything, and I was really pumped. I'm not down on it. I just didn't, you know. I didn't get you excited. <sighs> No, no, it didn't get well. No, no it, if you, you got to think about it, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. And another thing, um, but I do want to see it. Another reason why I liked it, and you may not. I'm a huge New Order fan, so for you young listeners out there, New Order was a synth pop band from the '80s, coming from the ashes of Joy Division. So the fact that the entire trailer kind of revolves around this remix of their blue Monday works for me, especially in nostalgia. And then obviously it ends with the whole 1984 and all the neon and launches into the vocals from new order blue Monday. So for me, I mean, it's a song that I love. It's a band that I love. So it, it, and it was so predominant that that gave me a little extra, a little little extra goose there. I like that. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> you're not we, a New Order fan, are you? <laughs> it's fine. I can get a Casio and play my pre-recorded shit too. Um, we're gonna sort of do it. We're me. gonna start a new podcast where Joe and I just come bitch at each other about music. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. We would we would just disagree all the time, <laughs> except for like three bands. We said um, oh. it'd be the NXS podcast. Uh, Why we agree on NXS? One episode. (laughs) I guess what I was getting at is, you know, obviously you and I grew up through the 80s. We know what it was like. It just seems to be coming around a lot now. I I, This is probably how some people felt when like fucking Happy Days came out. And like, that wasn't really the 50s. You know what I mean? Um, So. Well, that's because the baby boomers were in charge of Hollywood and that's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see their lives. And now guess what? The Gen X yeah, are all forties and fifties, uh, and we control everything. It worked for me for it worked for me for Stranger Things. I 
Um, but even now it's getting a little too much. I, I'm just, you know, it was fine. It was decent. There was some really shitty things that happened in the eighties too. And you know, it's fine. I don't, you know, hopefully the story is good. If the story is good, it doesn't matter when it's set. Just hope the story is good. The script is good. I agree. That's really all I care about. Um, before we get into, uh, since we're going to, before we get into, um, the rest, let's, let's talk about infinite crisis or whatever it is. What is it? Crisis on infinite earths. Yeah. So I watched the first two episodes and man, it's just not that good. I'm sorry. Really? (laughs) You you talk about like just trying to throw a bunch of nostalgia at people like Burt Ward and all this shit that's flying at me. And there's some nice, you know, Brandon Ruth playing Superman again, which is kind of fun. Don't go too far because I've only seen episode one. I know episode two came out. I thought you didn't see one and two yet. I saw one, but. Okay. Last night I had Dungeons and Dragons, so I didn't have time to watch it. And then I had. Yeah, but you don't like fantasy, so why? I don't understand. I've already told you if Star Frontiers was an option, I would have played that instead. <laughs> I take what I can get, Joe. It's true. So, sorry, I just gave you a spoiler. No, no, no you, you haven't spoiled anything. I know, I know, Brandon Ruth is Ralph is a Superman. I just and I already know who dies in episode two. So, spoiler alert. Uh, Who dies in episode two? Batman. Oh, well, a Batman, but it was more of a nod to the voice of Batman. Well, yes, Kevin Conroy. Now, so I've only seen episode one. I haven't seen episode two yet, and I apologize. Um, obviously, next week we'll be touching on the three episodes. So, but do you do you like it? I like it. You saw episode one. I like it now. What, so, what what makes you what makes you like it? It's just too campy for me now. It's just way too campy and i just can't did you watch I the series can't. at all before i've watched all of the series at least for uh, the arrow i watched the most and then the flash i'll watch like the first four seasons then it's like you keep writing the same thing so i'm yeah, done. i kind of got the same thing and i i drifted from all of them and i just i couldn't it became no longer entertainment it became a chore just to keep up yeah so i just stopped yeah i didn't want to do it stopped yeah i stopped and i watched i did watch the first four episodes of batwoman and again, same formula. I was like, this is formula writing. Like, But it's working for the CW, man. They're making money. It's, it's fine. It's just not working for me, so I'm not watching it. Oh, I, but I watched this. They pulled they pulled me in for to try and see, you know, um, how they weave this together. It's just, it's such a poor man's end game right now that I, it's like super okay, poor man's It kind of is. I'll give you that. It definitely is. This is like one of those... Uh, one of those knockoffs. It's like Battlestar Galactica versus Star Wars at the time. Yeah, it's the old one. Yeah, I was gonna say yours is better. Mine was um, the example I was gonna give was Transformers versus Transmorphers. <laughs> yeah, or Gobots or whatever. Not even Gobots. You know, there's that what, yeah. Asylum Studios that makes all those uh, knockoff films. Like yeah. instead of uh, what Pacific Rim, they have. Uh, what is Atlantic Rim? I mean, it's so bad. Yeah. So bad. So, yeah, obviously they don't have $250 million to spend on special effects and story and all that. And they also have to kind of wedge in that particular character's story. like Because first episode mm-hmm. was Supergirl, so they had a lot of Supergirl-centric things in there. Yeah, second one's Batwoman, so it's obviously that's why you know you mentioned the spoiler, but right. And then tonight 
is uh, Flash. Flash. So it's going to be a Flash. Which I'm, I'm recording it. So I'm recording it. I'll watch it. I'm, I'm too in, but. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Now, I grant you that, yes, it is low budget. But I liked it. I don't care about low budget doesn't bother me. I don't need you don't need a ton of effects to be good. You need good writing. That does help. And it's that not. Help. I mean, it's uh, just not good. Have you ever seen the movie The Fountain? No. Super low budget. Fantastic. Based off of the book. Oh, I'm thinking of Fountainhead. Yeah, Sorry. No, no it's, this is not. This is not objective. Ayn Rand. No, it's not objectivism. It's <laughs> not a Republican wet dream. Anyway. <laughs> um. You're right. The story is a little bit. I mean, it's it. It doesn't have the the writing. It's still a TV show. I I didn't actually watch Defenders on Marvel. You know the whole Marvel Netflix thing. So I can't speak to that. Right. I didn't watch it. Okay. So I can't speak to that as far as quality. I just I enjoyed it, but I I accepted it for what it was. I knew it was going to be. Well, budget. I guess that's you, you did bring up. You did bring up a really good point. The budget for Daredevil can't be that much more than what we saw for what's going on in the CW when they have four of them. Might be a little more, but way better. Like, I don't even, it's worlds apart. It, the writing is so no, good and the said, acting is so much better. They took their, they, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, it's campy, but I went into that knowing that. And yeah, I wish they had done more. Now, you obviously saw the second episode. Maybe you know more. But, you know, the the, the episode... The first episode starts with Robert Wool, of all people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On a park bench. And they have the music. They have music, they have music cues from the from the movies. They have the Batman music cue in that. And did you There's notice what Superman Earth music he was on? Um, I didn't. It was Earth. No, I don't remember. It was Earth 89. Oh, is that when the movie came yes. out? And then they showed Burt Ward. It was Earth 66. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but that doesn't make good writing. That's just, you know, what? I'm throwing this back at you. This is fan service. That's all that ever was. And that was like in your face fan service. Oh, yeah. I wanted more. Like, I wanted more. Like, Not necessarily from Robert You wanted Wall. more, but, you be, but you're the one who beats up the Mandalorian for fan service. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not defending it. And it's not even a huge fan service. You beat it up for fan service that is, if you're a deep fan, you'll know it. If you're brand new to the series, no one cares. It doesn't hurt the story. Which I guess it doesn't really hurt it here, but no, I'm not defending. This it. was way more in your I, face. You saw the second episode. I didn't. I'm assuming that's all we saw mm-hmm. of Burt Ward, right? That little cameo was that it? So far, yeah. And Robert Wool, not necessarily that I need to see anymore. Robert Rule, Wool, Wool, whatever. Yeah, I would have liked to see Burt Ward at least in some scene, other than "Holy Red Skies," whatever. Blah blah blah. Come on. Yeah. That was, you're right, it was complete fan service, and I didn't love it. I wanted something more. Yeah, it was kitschy and campy that it was Earth-66. Okay, you get a slight groan from me on that. All right, I see what you did. You're clever. Ha, ha, ha. But that's it. They brought Burt Ward in for one scene, and that's it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, I'm not defending that. That's cheesy. Yeah. I, you know what? That's the perfect word for the the whole series is cheesy, and I don't like cheesy. Not like that. I don't mind some cheese. And, like, can you find a worse cast Superman ever? That guy's terrible. That's, like, the worst Superman in the history of Superman. Which one? 
I don't even know his name. It's not Brandon Routh. It's the other oh, yeah, the I, guy that's playing Superman. I don't, remember, I don't need to know his name. It doesn't matter. The guy that's like five foot six, my height, <laughs> and some Italian well, dude from ask, somewhere, which is fine. I know Brandon Italian. Routh is obviously playing. He's playing not just um, not just Kingdom Come Superman, but it's Kingdom Come Superman who was Superman Returned Superman as well. Right. I will tell you this. Um, since you already, I gave the. When you see him do that, you're just like, oh, of course, you're, man. This other guy looks like a dweeb. Like it's so bad that Superman is terrible. There's another Superman cameo in, in this one. I won't tell you who it's. I'm willing. Oh, okay. Well, I know all the spoilers. I know what you saw. <laughs> I okay. watch it yet. Even even when you see him, even when you see him, and he's you know obviously a little older now, you're just like, yep, that's a better Superman. Like they they get the worst. They like oh. How did he win that cat? He must be like, that guy, there's nothing wrong with his acting or anything. I'm not picking on him. He's just not right for this role. And he's either like the brother-in-law or somebody that's done with the producers because it's the only fucking way he got that job. <laughs> it's funny because usually I'm the one that rages about things. So it's fun that it's fun to hear Joe rage a bit about Superman. <laughs> that's fine. I, I have. Tell me if I went on Reddit right now and I looked up that person's name. If he's a good Superman, he would not be torched. And I haven't wow, even looked at Reddit. Is, this is some real passion I'm hearing, Joe. Well, I, you know what it is? It's like I feel like Superman has not been really right since Christopher Reeve. But that's because I was a kid and I love Cave. You know, Henry Cavill is great. Like that's a he's cast perfectly. Oh, he's a, now what they did with him, that's a different conversation. Yes, he is a great but Superman. But he's cast shitty Superman. Oh movies. my god. Yeah, I mean he's and he he did it well too. Like I mean for the role he was given in the scripts he were given, especially in Man of Steel. I mean that was the script, and I believe he was Superman just as much as I believe that Chris Evans is Captain America. That's right. You know. So when you see this guy that looks like he just got out of like a, a club with his slick back hair and <laughs> just greasy looking jackass, it's terrible. <laughs> just I. I, I haven't been watching Supergirl, and I obviously don't have a lot of passion for his depiction of Superman, so I really don't have a dog in this game. But uh, You just watched it, didn't you? It was in episode one. What, what more do you need to see? Like two, I just, dude, seeing a snapshot of him, if I just saw a picture of him in casting, I would have been like, nope. <laughs> you disagree with me? You think, he's, you think he should be, you think he's casted well? No, I, I, I don't, I... I don't care, I guess. In that Oh, it's super dude, it's Superman, it's the forefather. He, he, he that's that's the problem. Well, I got to ask this question then real quick. Superman or Batman? For me? That's a tough one. Um See, not me. I'm Batman. Superman was my first hero. Superman was my first hero, so I would say Superman, but I love Batman. It's it's hard. It's like John Lennon or Paul McCartney. No, I like I them both. No problem saying Batman every every day of the week, twice on Sundays, because Batman is better than Superman. I don't know. Not as, not, he's not a better person. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's easier to write for Batman because he's human. That's all. I just had to ask because I, I think that's a little bit where your passion's coming from. I don't really give a shit about Superman. I, eh. What? I, I mean, dude, if I, if you, it's a tough thing to answer because you're talking like 49% to 51%. For you? It's not like, yeah, like 51% Superman, 49% Batman because Superman was like 
That was the first superhero movie I've ever seen when I was a kid at the theater. Oh, I still love those movies. It was a big deal. Good movies. Right. But I mean, that's why it's ingrained in me, right? You're talking from 1977 with Star Wars and the next big movie was that, like in 79, I believe. So, you know, Christopher Reeve was was Superman and that that was a good story back then and I liked it. And uh, it's a bit campy now if you watch it, obviously. But as a kid, you don't know. And that's why the CW probably works. It is great for kids and that's cool. And it should be. And if that's if they're writing the show for the 10 to 14 year old uh, girl or boy, great show. Well, maybe they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They mean that just like just no different than George Lucas saying he writes his scripts for twelve year olds. He totally does, and I get that. I, you know, yep. So okay, go ahead. Take your final thoughts on that because we are forty four minutes in, and we've got Mandalorian okay. to talk about. And I enjoyed it for what I saw. Like I said, it was one episode. Um, I was shocked. I mean, I'm no one is surprised that Ali. I think everyone knew Ali was going to die because we know that his show is up. This is the last season of ten episodes. I was just surprised. Well, it's 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 Arrow's midwinter break, so he ain't dying yet. I understand that, but he died in crisis. He's dead. Yep. So I don't know if the rest of these shows, because I know he's been doing some time hopping on his show. So I don't know if the the second half of his season is going to be, you know, all stuff happened before he died because of the time happened. I don't know. I haven't been watching. I'm just, I was surprised they killed him off at the first episode. I was like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty surprising. But I thought it was fun. I like that they're doing Crisis. I wish that DC hadn't fucked up their cinematic universe so we could have seen a real Crisis on the big screen. But. Well, is this Crisis just adapted? Because it's not, this is not how it's written in the comic books, is it? They've made a lot of changes. They've. I would hope so. They've made a lot. Okay. But the I would say the bones of it, the skeleton, is pretty on it's pretty standard. Okay. Um so we'll, we'll maybe we'll review the whole thing at when it's all done. We'll do that. So, chapter 5, The Mandalorian. Um Man, it's a it's a I I thought it was really good. Now, we just talked about nostalgia. This was probably the most nostalgic episode of the Mandalorian because he landed in Tatooine and there was a lot of things that were very, very reminiscent of the original star Wars film. Um, sometimes almost shot for shot on purpose. I'm sure. Cause it was written and directed by Dave Filoni. What? I'm sure that this is probably the episode that George Lucas was on set. I would bet money on that one since Dave was directing. Let me ask this question. Was it too reminiscent? Not for me. Not for me. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I, you know, there's, there's, I think there's stations around the galaxy or whatever that these people go to, bounty hunters and, and these type of people that are safe havens from either the Empire or whoever's in government. They're in the Outer Rim. He's been in the Outer Rim since the beginning of the series. Uh, they made no bones about that. They haven't been anywhere close to where real action is, supposedly. Um, and he found the first place that he can get his place fixed, his ship fixed, uh, because at the beginning of the episode, he was being uh, chased and shot. And in Top Gun style, he hit the brakes and flew right behind him and shot uh, shot that guy out and ended up landing in a different docking bay, not 94. 
but uh, of Docking Bay in Mos Eisley's, and I loved it. Now, the three little droids that were that were in uh, Phantom Menace that was clearly a callback um, for those that you know. There was a lot of callbacks uh, in it, and I'm fine with. I was fine with it. Um, I did like the irony of walking into the cantina and it's now run by by droids. That's funny to me. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. I didn't run. even catch that. Yeah, yeah. So you got the you know the droid behind the bar serving, and, and that's that cracked me up because you know droids weren't allowed there at one we time. Serve their kind. Yeah, so that was that was funny to me. Now having now what it gets into the you know. So for you, it was too nostalgic for you. So I'm taking that's that was your direction. That was my take. I mean, I enjoyed the episode, um, but I have to admit, when he, they first said, you know, it's Tatooine, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. We're going back, and then, you know, I didn't think we'd see this place again. George made a George Lucas made a huge deal about you know when he was filming the prequels that this was when he was in what uh, Tanzania that this was the last time they were going to mm-hmm. film there because. They were done with Tatooine. So, obviously, George is not at the helm anymore. So, it's like, all right, Tatooine, that's pretty right. cool. And then I was like, all right, Mos Eisley. Well, he was talking about the saga, not other stories. I understand. That's so. fine. But, uh, you know, like I said, okay, cool. We're going back to Tatooine. I'm, I'm good with that. But then, oh, so he's going back to Mos Eisley. Apparently, there's only one starport on Tatooine. Okay. And then, oh. Well, probably. It's a desert planet. And then, oh. <laughs> We're going to the cantina, because of course, why wouldn't we go back to the cantina? Man, yeah, wh- oh, why wouldn't we? There's a dewback. Oh, oh, the Dune Sea. Oh, so we're just gonna. It's like they were, had like a checklist of everything. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go up and dig up uh, Aunt Buru and Uncle Owen and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I mean, I, I mean, those are all valid. I just didn't mind it because if Tatooine is a desert planet, there's not much there. There's not much there. So, I mean, if there was a thriving metropolis, Luke would have been there eventually. There wasn't. They went to it. That was, you know, most easily. And that may be. But like I said, it was just, you know, for me, it was, it started, they started laying on, laying it on a bit thick, you know. It, it's it was right on the edge. I'm with you there. I mean, it was close. It, it could have, you know. For me, it was just on the other um, side of the edge. Obviously, for you, you were on. Um, it was close to the edge. Like I, I got to tell you, if I had seen a sand crawler and a donk droid, I would have been like, "Give me a fucking break." We already saw the sand crawler in a couple other episodes. I know. So that's why I was like, I don't need to see it again. Because if they show it again, no. But I did like seeing the Tuscan Raiders. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna add. Okay, so I'm real excited, obviously, and can't speak. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Why did you like it? I'm because I, I almost just jumped in, and cut you off. Why did you like it? I'll shut up. No, no, I liked it because they showed him in a different way. It was uh, I, I like there was a interesting way of saying like everybody else. They think everybody else is off-worlders. You know, they were maybe they're the original inhabitants of the planet. Who knows? Right. But um. I, I kind of dug that they did it that way and he bartered and traded and got their way through passage. And uh, I mean, I get that another nostalgia is those speeder bikes. I mean, those are, you know, from return of the Jedi, that was another thing, but I didn't mind that either. Um, the only thing, the biggest problem I have with this particular episode 
was actually the the way the there's something about the way the gunslinger talked that took me out of Star Wars. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was just the way the actor delivered lines or he just felt a little more of our world, of Earth now. You know, the way there's there's something to him. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why. I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, See, I just took him more as very green and wet behind the ears and didn't know what he was doing. I was fine with that. It was just I don't I don't know. I like it was just something different the way he talked. I don't I don't know what it was. Like yeah. And maybe it's the first time I felt that. The first time I felt that in the series that somebody didn't feel like they were I I know they were trying to do a little bit of the Han Solo thing with this kid like oh he's just gunslinger kid and um you know not everybody can get out of the mess like Han Solo can and this guy clearly didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. See, I just took it a little bit differently, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, but where it led to, and I loved um, Fennec, right? She was, I mean, was it Michelle Wen? What's her name? Mingna Wen. Mingna, Mingna Wen. And uh, that character looks like she's coming back. I hope so, because I, I think it would be a waste to just kill her off so quickly, because I was like, she's a badass. And then when I saw who it was, oh, yeah. you know, I, I knew she was in the series at some point and didn't get a good look mm-hmm. on the picture they were looking at. And then when she took her mask, I was like, oh, yeah, she's a badass. But when yeah. they killed her off so quickly, I was like, oh, that was, I guess uh, she's still busy doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she couldn't do much of this. But I don't think she's dead. No, I will say, okay, this is jumping a bit. Um, I will say that the one thing that took it maybe over the edge of nostalgia was that I think that the baby Yoda did the um, the dragon sound that Kenobi made coming off the ship. At least it sounded yeah, like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's okay. But, I'll forgive them. Oh, I forgot to say. Um, with the sand people, the Tusken Raider, Raiders, whatever, I don't want to, whatever called yep tuscan raider um i loved that they spoke in sign language yeah that was cool or at least he knew how to talk to them for sure they might have a spoken language as as well and who knows i mean they they have a vastly different culture maybe that's how they they only communicate maybe they have a separate language just for speaking for outsiders who knows but he knew how to speak to them and it added see that kind of thing it added a layer a deeper layer into characters we already knew in such a way that didn't feel forced and there was, wasn't like, well, we're adding this layer because, you know, we need to use this character now and do something different with them. No, it just brought out this extra depth to the Tuscan Raiders who were just thugs, you know, not thugs, that's not the right word, but they were just, they're kind of like NPC bad guys in Star Wars and, you know, A New Hope. And then we didn't see much of them in, uh, what was it, a, Return of the or Revenge of the Sith, other than um, mm-hmm. Anakin going to town and just slaughtering them, we we saw that the right. women wore different attire. Um, so we really didn't know much about them other than that they live on Tatooine and one time they messed up Luke, but before that, her his father, you know, slaughtered him. So I liked that. That was I was okay with that because when it wasn't just fan service it wasn't just a throwback for the sense of throwback it it gave depth and i i don't know i just really really liked that 
Yeah, I agree. Very, very good. Now, another interesting thing, too, is that basically the Mandalorian was like Clint Eastwood in this. If you've seen any kind of Clint Eastwood movies uh, where he's the cowboy and he's, there's the young kid around with him, like there's Outlaw Josie Whale. That was what I was going to say. Yes. Um, hang, yeah. hang him high and, and those kind of things where clearly the Mandalorian is the, you know, weathered champion, weathered, you know, the guy that knows what they're doing and the other person, the kid's the kid and thinks he knows everything. And even in one of his, uh, you know, later movies, Unforgiven, there's a, there's a kid that he brings through that, that wants to go in and get their money. The It's not a bounty, but it's, they're, they're paid to go take out uh, the guys that beat up some prostitutes. And um, there's a scene where, you know, they got to come into him and, and Clint Eastwood's like, we all got to come in kid. And it's just, there's kind of like, way that the Mandalorian talked to him was very much like Clint Eastwood. You know, like after the kid's swinging the gun around, he's just like, are you done? <laughs> that was a good... Right. Because you thought he was sleeping. You know, he's like, oh, just check out. Just making sure you're awake. You know, that was one of the better scenes with that kid. Yes. Um, Agreed. And I will say this, though. The scene where, where the kid is with Fennec and they're going back and forth and now the double cross, he did shoot first, which clearly they wanted to get that out of the way, but it was the smart move. Like, that was... You know, well, yeah, because they were totally Smart leading you. I didn't expect. I didn't no. expect that. I didn't expect. I that totally day, ex- was expecting was him to let her go, and he, you know, she was gonna double cross him and kill him. But him being smart mm-hmm. enough to feel like, basically, I really don't even need you at all. So bam! It was, it was, exactly. a, it was a little twist that I did not expect. I didn't expect it either. So, all that being said, they're on Tatooine. Fennec gets shot. Obviously. The gunslinger gets taken out. Mandalorian gets his gets uh, Baby Yoda back and well, leaves. Or do we think he leaves? Maybe he doesn't leave. Maybe he goes back to. Let's throw this out there real the, quick. Yeah, the Dune scene. Was the kid the gunslinger? Well, I don't know. That's a good idea. What either uh, either the Mandalorian is or the kid is. I I, I, I say the kid because. What's the final scene? Right. That that was where I was going okay. next. Now, there's a mysterious figure that comes into the last scene with a cape, has a spurs-sounding walk. They're on Tatooine. Everybody in the world thinks this is possibly Boba Fett. Yeah, the spurs is what gives it away. Well, or the spurs is what... Or want yeah, us the to spurs is what's leading the conjecture, I should say. Right. And this person may not come up for a while. He could have just seen those feet and that was it. I mean, he could be, he could have a fob and be tracking, um, you know, the Mandalorian himself, but could be Boba Fett. Now, if anybody has read the Chuck Wendig movies, there's preludes, there's little, um, side stories that kind of show up in the middle of the main stories. And one of them happens to be about, um, somebody finding the Mandalorian armor in Tatooine and donning the armor and, and kind of moving out. It doesn't say if that person becomes, um, you know, he doesn't call himself Boba Fett or anything like that, but that's just kind of like what we think happens. Now, my thought is I, I'm torn. I think we're being played. I think it's going to end up being possibly um, Giancarlo's character, the Moff. 
Um, or it could be Boba Fett. And I've said Boba Fett was going to be in this, if you remember. I didn't know when, but I said it would probably be the Mandalorian would be told. And I don't think it's the Mandalorian. It's Boba Fett. I don't anymore. I, I did say that, at, uh, to be fair. But it looks like Boba Fett could be in this. I'm gonna, So, as we've already noted, for me, this episode was too much fan service. And I've now reached that point that if it is Boba Fett, that's way too much fan service for me. I don't. I'm at that point now where I don't want to see Boba Fett again. Well, it depends. I mean, again, if the writing is good, I don't care. It depends on what they do. I, I gave, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But what I want, and sometimes, you know, and sometimes a movie or a TV show doesn't give you what you want. And then you realize that's actually what you really wanted. My point is right, right. now, I want the Mandalorian to stand on its own and his own. And it is. It is. And it is. But again, this episode for me, too much fan service. So, yep. my just my current standing is, please don't be Boba Fett. I don't want Boba Fett. Let's Mandalorian beat the Mandalorian. I don't want to see Boba Fett. Now, you're right. If the story's done right, if they bring him in just in the right way, I might end up loving it. So I could I could very well eat my words and I accept that. Yeah. And just just for the record, in, in the aftermath series, it's the the Mandalorian armor was discovered by I'm I'm just giving you the character's name. His name was Cobb Vanth, it was a um kind of a lowdown a sheriff that wasn't very like good, a very Star Wars so name. to speak. <laughs> Yep, and it was found um, in a Jawa Sandcrawler, the armor, and he just kind of takes off with it. But that doesn't mean, you know, Jawas find things, right? So, it, you know, to be honest, um, of all the people that have come back in movies and things, like Boba Fett's an easy one. If Coming from the Star Wars universe, you know, Darth Maul came back, and he was cut in half, and we saw him cut in half. Oh, I know. We just saw... We just saw Boba Fett go down. We didn't see after the explosion, he could have flew out of that thing. Who the hell knows? Um, so it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't be out of the realm. I mean, Chris, uh, uh, Princess Leia blew up out of a ship and flew back into the ship. No one, you know. Right. So. Right. I, no, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So like I said. We shall see. I'm excited. I, I mean, it, it was a good ending. It, 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 the ending did, I would say, save the, the story for that that chapter for me a little bit because it was, you know, the the fun of the story was being in Tatooine, and but the story wasn't super great. No. It wasn't no. wasn't horrible, but it it's definitely like you know, it they're setting up things, and I said that before. They're they're setting up these characters to to return some way, shape, or form. I don't know how you know all of them. You know from um, Quill to, um, you know, oh my gosh, how did I forget her name from the last episode, last chapter? Um, yeah, I, I had it on the tip on. of my tongue. It's Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah. But I wanted to give the name name. So, Cade, Cade um, Vath. And that sounds like a Star Wars name. <laughs> that's not, that was not stuff. her. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, she'll be back, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah. No, and like yeah. you said, that was that that saved the episode. I, I let me say something. I like every episode of The Mandalorian. One hundred percent. Like the, we can still be critical. 
Right. I'm just, well, I, I, I know I sometimes come across as the overly negative one where there's some things I'm like, no, no, I just, I don't like it. So, but that said, every Friday, the first thing I do when I get home is I got to watch Mandalorian. I need to yeah. watch it right now. So oh, you I know just, what? I forget. I forgot to say is Amy Sedaris was great. I love Amy Sedaris. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. I almost forgot. She was fantastic. So overall, I'm really enjoying this series, but I, of course, I have notes. <laughs> yeah, of course. We've got three episodes left. Uh, December 13th, then December 18th. Now, if everybody understands what that date is, that is not a Friday. That is not Ooh. a Thursday. It's a Wednesday. That is a Wednesday. And it's the Wednesday before Rise of Skywalker. Not saying it's going to tie anything into it. I'm just saying that's when they're releasing it. And then you don't get another episode till December 27th. I thought that was a rumor, though, that something happens in that episode that is going... I've heard it's talk possible. And, it's possible. Yeah, there's 100%. a character in the Rise of Skywalker that's going to appear on the Mandalorian, and that might be the episode. That's my guess, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We shall. I think see. it's a good. I think that's a good point to end. Yeah, we shall. That is a good point to end. So we've got that coming up. Um, real quick, I did. I did play the first like hour or so of, of uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order the new um, EA sports video game and really good. I mean, it, I tell you what, I, I, I'm not a gamer, so don't listen to me. If you're a big time video game person, that is not what I do. I like video games, but I'm not, you would never consider me a gamer. I would not know the lingo. Um, I like this because it's star Wars. It's a story. It's a great, it, well, I don't know if it's a great story because I'm way already into it, but it's fun. And I, video games have come so far away that I almost, I, I can't even tell when the cutscenes start and stop it's that smooth. Like it stops. I'm like, Oh, I can move now. Like I don't even know, <laughs> you know? Nice. So it, it's really smooth into the cutscenes and the stories. Um, if you, what I'm bad at is what maybe the heart of the game is. I'm not very good sometimes at figuring out the puzzles of a, of a place. Like I gotta go here and find this, pull this lever, jump down here, do that. It's kind of Tomb Raider like in a bit. Um, but then when he gets into the fighting scenes, those are great too. So there's some, it, it's a fun overall video game. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, you, you'd probably be, and you like video games, this is the one to get. Um, it's really, really good. And, and I'll, I'll give a more in-depth review as I get through it. I just have a hard time um, spending more than an hour or so when I play it. And this is one of those games that are, uh, it's got hours and hours of gameplay. Like my, our middle son, he's already finished it. So um, he probably finished it in a day. And um, that's what he does. He's, he, he, well, he creates video, he wants to be a video game developer and he's going to school for that. So. He rips through this stuff. So yes. anyways, um, I'll get more into that. But if you like video games, check that out. Um, make sure that uh, if you guys uh, like listening to podcasts, make sure you share it with your friends. That's the only way we get this thing off the ground. And we're, we're having a really good time doing it. We're, we're thankful for everybody that listens. But if you can just share it out to your friends, please do that. Because you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or anywhere you get your video games. Or video games. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, Michael, where can they find us socially? If you go to Instagram at Kybercast, you'll find us there. We post at least weekly with uh, photos for our episodes and, you know, whatever else, you know, suits our fancy. We post pictures there too. But where we post the most is going to be on Twitter and on Facebook. So Instagram at Kybercast, Twitter at Kybercast, Facebook, look for us. We're the Kybercast. Um, be a great help. If you could, as Joe said, 
leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's where most podcasts are listened to. So if you review us, that gets our word out there. Same with Facebook. Leave a review. If you leave a review, it gets the word out there. We love it if you comment on Instagram. We respond very quickly. We love it when you tweet or retweet us. Um, people that listen know that we respond pretty quickly because we're geeks and we like to talk about this stuff too. Same for Facebook. If you if you comment there, we're going to comment back real quick. Like, but if you listen and you like us, the two greatest things you can do are leave us a review on Facebook, hopefully a good one. But the most important thing is leave us a review in Apple Podcasts because then we go up in rank and maybe people will see us and listen. That would be awesome. Thank you all for listening. Just remember we're nine days out from Rise of Skywalker and we hope you join us next time. Thank you. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Shh.